0: Hello and welcome to Monday Night Bites. This week, we're uh, doing (laughs) futurism again. We're bringing it back. Futurism? Yes. The long-awaited return. Back to the
1: futurism. It's one of my favorite things. Get off this show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Joey. I'm. I'm gonna need your resignation on my desk by the <laughs> I election. thought it was a good pun. Uh, thank you, Daniel. I'm <laughs> gonna need your resignation. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> okay, so we're gonna talk about this week. Oh man, we get a little wild on these ones. Um, he's gonna. He's gonna make robots to replace us. He's gonna automate this process. I right? am. That's, That's actually right. my plan for next episode. Um, we're talking about automation. And uh, that it's bad or maybe good. We're not sure. I think it may be good. You can replace me. Awesome. (laughs) Oh my gosh. My profit Hmm. margins will go from negative to nothing to zero. (laughs) It'll be free to make this podcast. Yeah. Neat. Cool. All right. All right. Now I don't have. An yeah. outline. Yeah. Okay. But, but, it's you, but you're taking a robot. Clacks. Is that what you? We're going. Done? It's going intense. That's what I'm doing for my senior design project. You're doing a robot uh, senior design project. I am automating solar plant panel. Solar panel. Solar panels. Solar panel panels. <laughs> so, so, solar solar <laughs> panel panels. <laughs> I'm automating <laughs> solar panel cleaning for space. Nice. Uh, it was meant to be a... A NASA bid. Um, sadly, we did not receive funding. So what? How does but, this improve solar plan like panel? So solar, planal, planal. solar planal, <laughs> flannel panel. Solar panel, flannel mail. The thing about our design is, uh, we'll just talk for a second about this. Um, it uses electrodes to clean um, charge the dust. Um, basically, so certain kinds of dust can hold charge, and certain kinds. I mean, all dust. I shouldn't say all. Pretty much, pretty much all. Most <laughs> dust can hold electric charge pretty good. Because of the shape. Because of because of the shape, the size of it, the material that they're generally made out of. Space dust, uh, specifically moon dust and Mars dust, can hold electric charge real, real, real good. Electric charge. Why is that? <laughs> I'm Absolutely. really struggling here. <laughs> it's yeah. essentially, it's broken down mm. ceramic, and ceramic is good at getting charged up and staying charged up. Passionate, I like it. And so our boy moves across the panel with a really strong voltage um, in coplanar electrodes and attaches, the, basically the dust is attached to the electrodes by electrostatic force and then it kind of dumps it off into a box. Interesting. Just moves across, cleans <clears throat> up all that dust. Your space travel needs taken care of right here. At so, Omar University. Is this robot something like windshield wipers, or is it something like a Roomba? A Definitely more like a Roomba. Okay. And Zumba. Zumba is a dance class. <laughs> or exercise. Is an
2: exercise.
0: Or does is it a dance class? Does it move like is a, with a Zumba? Like quality.
2: It's, a robot. it's more like Jazzer size, but <laughs> Okay. I'll leave that we can, we can automate Zumba. Yeah. And then you we will can. have a Roomba. That
0: is You don't even wanna know what I just pictured. We, that was we, horrifying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. Okay. We need algorithms for all dances. Have you seen those like robotic, robotic day, you know. exoskeletons? Yeah, um Boston Dynamics'
0: video, right? Did you see that? I did see that. I'm referencing different ones but that is also relevant. What I pictured of automated Zumba is like, you know how an exoskeleton, you move the skeleton? Yeah. A mm-hmm. communist Russia flipped that. The skeleton <laughs> moves you. <laughs> it's like a decaying oh, like, you can't <laughs> control it. The robot is forcing you to dance. Nice. It's like, uh... It sounds not even that bad,
1: but it is... Exercise. I like, really think about it. It's like effort. It's like Putin's like, for this hour every day, we're all gonna Zumba. And I will force you to Zumba. <laughs>
2: and so if you Putin's can't do create, it, yeah. put you in an exoskeleton. Or, exactly alternative for suggestion, for this is a little... This might be a little gross, but you can send electric currents, like, through your muscles so they like tense enough and like exert enough force to where like it's basically like you worked out but you didn't have to do anything you just you're just being shocked into moving your muscles that's what they actually do that's uh for physical therapy for severe stuff oh wow well they're i'm i'm a genius wow yeah
0: right yeah they did that to my leg when i broke my kneecap
1: oh wow interesting funky
0: They basically just did it once to see if it would work and then they decided that I could move my leg. Mm. But it was pretty horrifying. My leg was was atrophied like mad. Back to the topic of automation (laughs) Automation and robots. So I read um, a pretty hoity-toity business report. Um, Not just one. Did it have a several. Water? Okay. Several, wow. Infographics, out the wazoo. So out many. Out the wazoo, wow. <laughs> Very, only the most professional language <laughs> for Monday Night Bites. You're, yeah, you're yeah. really building this up. And okay. the thing about it, um, basically all the conclusions I read that seemed reputable, um, and they were written pretty recently, 2019, 2020 type article, they were talking about the forecasting for the next 10 years, and um, basically all the economic models and data that they referenced project job growth in the next 10 years, and pre-big
1: job growth. Some of that is pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Some of those. pre-pandemic. You're talking about job growth in automation, like building robots, programming robots. Job growth in the economy. Straight up. Oh, just, just speaking, speaking, overall. Job overall
0: it's so going, going up. Is going up. Why according to their projections, the robots won't take our jobs. They will take other people's jobs. Mm. That's the ultimate thing. They estimated that there are. Mm, I'm gonna get the stats wrong. Should have written them down. Instead, let's just go off the cuff here. There is a significant minority of jobs currently that can be completely automated with the technology we have right now. Okay. There is a much bigger percentage. I believe the percentage off the top of my head was 60% of people um over 30% of their job could be automated. And so that means they don't necessarily lose their job. They stop doing that 30% or however uh that can just be automated, which depending on who we're talking about and in what industry, it either frees them up to do more of the other 60% or um, allows them to go transition to a part-time thing. Depends on who you're talking about. But part-time, yeah, you pay less, you make less money. Yes, and that's not good for those people. But I mean,
1: what are you gonna do? That's true. You can't fight uh, the robots, but the robots can fight you. Well, you can't, yeah, you and can't fight progress.
0: You could just be going down. For a lot of those people, it's like healthcare and stuff like that with the jobs being discussed. And so, like, more more so realistically, you're not talking about full-time to part-time. You're really talking about overtime to full-time. Instead of working 60 hours a week, you're working 40. Oh, well, that's not.
2: that's not, that's not as bad.
0: It is less money, but it's also you're not being worked to
1: death for
2: Yeah, like you need you need the weekends mm. Yeah, for chilling. I I think that a lot of jobs can be automated. And
1: the reason we haven't seen as many jobs automated is because it takes work to automate something. Right. And so like the technology might be there. You just have to be able to apply it to a specific set of circumstances. Now, let's get into that.
0: There's some complexity here, which we've already touched on with the previous statistics. But um, one thing where it's particularly relevant to you and I, Daniel, and to some extent you, (laughs) Joey, is um, automating professional work. You hear every single year, every time a new FEA software comes out yeah oh man engineers days are numbered it's only a matter of time before this fancy AI takes all their jobs yeah and that's ridiculous (laughs) it's a really good poster child for misunderstanding what automation and artificial intelligence is capable of yeah um it engineering is one of those jobs it takes a very long time to learn there's a lot of complex ideas that you have to grasp in order to be able to do it competently and um, any kind of software package you use to age your engineering you have to actually understand the physical principles that are happening in order to use that software effectively and also verify the results.
1: yeah it's like it's not like an iPhone where it's straightforward and like, not no, everything's clearly labeled. It's not it's like, like that it's, at like, all. it's like it's like GitHub, where everything's just kind of like complicated. Um, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> at least on <not> the first <laughs> go around. Yeah. And Joey, you know, <clears throat> kind of where that comes in for
0: you, I guess, is um, being able to automate out a lot of the software development. Mm-hmm. Um, Copy pasting code instead of hiring somebody to mm. to rewrite it all. Yeah. Um, where that comes in, though, where that gets ridiculous, somebody has to be overseeing whatever's happening.
2: Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of the nitty-gritty stuff could be, like, because we have, like, machine learning and AI now, and it's like those things kind of do them, take care of themselves is what it, my understanding, I don't know anything about machine learning or AI yet. But, um, but like, yeah, you would still need people to, like, maintain that, or at least there has to be someone to sh- kick-start it and set it up before it can just run on its own. For sure.
1: Well, you need someone to identify the problem, then find the correct algorithm or solution, and then apply it.
2: All right. I'm saying like machines can do some of that. Now, with like with machine learning, it's like they solve a maze and they just try once or like find an optimum way to play the game Snake. Right. Yeah, yeah. But you have to know that there's a snake. You have to know that there's a game called Snake, and that yeah, it's a problem. That's what I'm saying. You have to have someone to set
0: it up. And you have to understand what the rules of snake are because the real the rules rules of real-world problems are not nearly that well-defined and like you go from the corporate level of we need x to make this amount of money mm-hmm. um to like this is what it is and what it does and who does it and why that's the job of like everyone in that sort of middle management space um like you still need professionals on the payroll to be able to respond to things and so like i've i've been trying to think through for a while now um like what people are thinking when they say like ah engineers are in the past like we're gonna do we're just gonna do this fancy software every time we need a part um i try to think through and i'm like what how do they think their company is going to be structured post-engineers? Like it's just going to be business executives and like the one marketing guy you need and you're just going to say well we need a super fast car that's super safe but is also faster and better and so marketing guy get in the like supercomputer and I don't know like set this problem up you need a car that's this size needs to go and then marketing guy I guess learns the skill and makes it happen and then the thing just doesn't work because the marketing guy doesn't understand engineering or manufacturing yeah he doesn't have any idea what he's doing He's like that looks space agey. let's use that I just I, I don't understand from an ethical or organizational standpoint how
2: that workflow makes any sense Who's doing that? How are they doing that? Yeah. It sounds to me, having never been an engineer, that the most realistic thing that could happen is just engineers do a lot less work by hand, but you still need them to, because they understand how to input the parameters for said software or whatever like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's interesting because if, because... And we won't need to do it by hand. It introduces a new problem because we'll need to be intentional about keeping up our practice. Because mm. it's going to be a lot easier to do things. Like, oh, yeah. it's a lot easier now to do things. Engineers, you know, in like the 1980s, like, had so were like super smart and like able, they just like wrote everything out and knew all the formulas and things. Mm. But the way we are now we have a lot of software yeah. we can like we have a lot of tools that make us we can do things faster and easier but also do we fully understand what we're doing something you have to keep yourself accountable for yeah Now, brain
0: drain is a problem that is once you get further into fea it starts to make a little more sense um like where the dumbing down like intersects with you're still under an ethical standard Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately what that comes down to is legal responsibility. Is engineering just like a medical profession or anything else, if you get to a certain level of design, there's an ethical, um, words, responsibility there. To make sure the car doesn't explode? Exactly. Yeah. To make sure that the guy you put in charge of making sure it doesn't explode is qualified to do his job. Mm-hmm. and. Can show verifiably that he did his job before anything got made Um, there's a lot of ethical standards there but basically what it comes down to is software that designs on that level has to reach engineering uh, like has to be targeting engineering
1: standards
0: yeah 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 like your bolts have to be this because that's what we say bolts are and you're whatever it is, your combustion chamber in your engine has to be at least this thick, regardless of what the computer says is optimal. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's stuff like that. Like, there are rules in place. Are they perfect rules? Is there never going to be an accident resulting from people using this software? Probably not. Is it going to be the end of the modern world? No. Yeah. That's just not, it's not how it goes.
1: Yeah. But, um... I do think the engineering... Like, I do agree with you, Joey. Like, what engineers do now, I think, is changing already. Um, Because engineers used to draw things a lot more. We don't draw things as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not by D-O-M is the only drawing class that... (laughs) I think we take a little more. And even that isn't real.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, they make us do it, but nobody does it that way, really. Yeah. Um, It's just... Not a good way to accomplish anything.
1: Well, it isn't a <laughs> like, good I, drawing. I think
0: I hate to say that. <laughs> well, it's not even that. Like you, anybody with a drafting machine can make a good drawing. That's true. It's like literally, it's a stencil for adults. Yeah. But the thing about it is, the whole reason you do graphical so- solutions in engineering is to get to numbers. And doing it that way by hand leads to, oh, well, I don't know if it's on this mark or this mark. Let's call it this mark and call it a day. Uh, You know, your accuracy is ridiculous. Yeah. And that's a huge problem when you're talking about, like, clearances and tolerances and stuff. Because if something doesn't fit, it's not going to move correctly that's yeah. just it. You're going to have a locked up mechanism. You're going to have to take it back to the machine and wallow it out a little more, and that's risking more inaccuracy. It's a bad time. I am kind of rambling. We we
2: got on the yeah, side we, track. Yeah, we did go I on the think side track we could of take automating it, engineering. <laughs> I don't know if you want to take it like to the other way cuz you have like all the jobs that require like it specialized technical knowledge and things. Whereas thing you have other jobs like everyone talks about McDonald's. It's like there where the knowledge is like less specialized mm. like it's more unskilled like the actions yeah the actions are like repeatable and so easily repeatable and so you could think that that would the loss of those types of jobs could also encourage people on conversely to gain more in study like acquire specialized knowledge to take so they can have jobs it would drive that, people to have more specialized knowledge. yeah so that way they can get jobs that are less likely or harder uh, to be honest. So, you know... I agree with that.
1: I, I agree with that to an extent. But I also... I... Now, this is kind of getting... Psycho, this is going to get psychological, philosophical. I okay. don't think everybody can be good at math. That is my personal... I think... I don't think being good at math is a learned skill. But it, you can practice it and become, like, better at math. hmm But I don't know... Uh, like, people's skill sets might not all be in a specialized field. Yeah, not
2: everyone's the same, I would yeah, yeah. I'd say. I'd echo that. Um, yeah. Yeah, because some people, like, just pick it up. Like, all the math geniuses of the past. And then some people who are, like, maybe more like us, who kind of have to learn it as they go through school and aren't necessarily more about faster than anybody else. Yeah. And some people just kind of struggle to get it.
1: Yeah, no. I, yeah. What
2: were you I was just going to say, now I have seen a lot of
0: statistics that basically point to, because um, what we're getting at is like IQ, um, specifically related okay. to quantitative reasoning. And all the data I've looked at rel- relating to that <clears throat> basically says the trend line is upward. So the more time passes, the higher people's average IQ actually is so they have to re- keep readjusting the scale mm. um, and so like to that point is IQ improving rapid enough to account for automation maybe
1: that'd be cool probably not <laughs> but maybe interesting so I don't know a lot about IQ yeah but you were just about this topic
2: either yeah. I just looked up things I could understand about it. That's fair. But you were saying that, like, not everyone's good at math, and then you were going to follow. Yeah, so I I don't
1: know if that's, if, like, even though that's going to be, like, a good thing for the people who are, have the ability to do that, mm-hmm. not everyone's going to be able to do that.
0: It's going to be tough on everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. My point, the one point of hope that might cushion that blow is that people seem to be getting better at math on average. Nice. I like that point. It's good. I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, I guess, like, my, my main detraction from the idea that automation will grow jobs, um, which is... It's basically your thing, but, like, for me, it's more about economics. I worry that there are a lot of people in unskilled labor positions because they're not from a very good socioeconomic background, and they don't have... Or didn't have the opportunity to advance themselves, like maybe they could have been um, a mediocre engineer or something else. Yeah. But like they didn't have the opportunity to go to college, so it's like they've been working at HEB or McDonald's. I don't want to call them those companies out, but somewhere that might get automated. And it's like, what are they gonna do? And mm. and let's be honest, like, what is the education
1: department? of America going to do about that (laughs) man that is a tough topic because I I feel like there's education itself what a wide range yeah of things we could talk about there yeah
0: (laughs) I hate to just call out the DOE like that but yeah
2: yeah. some
1: schools are really good
2: some schools are not
1: that good it is yeah there's a wide um, array of yeah how things can be better in um, school. Yeah, I think we can all agree that there are a
0: lot of hideously bad public schools. Oh, um, yeah. there I are some good go. ones. It's not all terrible, but like the ones that are way out on the edge,
1: they are just atrocious. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the schools that I went to, I felt like prepared me pretty well. But there are, but I don't know about other schools that I haven't been to, and from what I. Hear, Heard right, yeah, and uh, you know what? Hopefully, it improves. Hopefully, we get some education. Yeah, we par- mm-hmm. I, I would <clears throat> love to come back to education, and do a bunch of research, and talk. Maybe we could do another episode about that or something. I don't know.
2: That I'm not committing to that, yeah, that'd be out of the box, but this, uh, not yeah. outside the realm of possibility. Yeah, it
0: definitely feeds into to our thing to the, yeah.
2: To
1: the subject, yeah, yeah. So, how do you think automation will affect normal people? Go. Like, we've kind of talked about that. Normal people. Like, like everyday life? Everyday
0: life. That's a difficult question, because in America, the standard is normal people are middle class, and they occupy semi-skilled or skilled positions, um... I think it will make their lives better. That like median
2: individual. Let's say how will it affect those not unnecessarily, not separate from like the job part. Like Daniel, if if I understand your question correctly, maybe it's more like how how do we think, how do you think that it might affect the quality of life Mm. as like how will automation, how will having my food automated at such and such a fast food place change my experience versus if this filled with a bunch of cooks and people who do it by hand, not automated. Mm. How, how, how will you as a consumer be
1: affected
0: by yes, it? Yes, the consumers. Um, mm. I think you'll see... Um, as an expert necessarily, <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. As, as the resident automation expert, um, I think you will see a leveling out of quality. It, it will be a slight improvement on the whole, um, but more than anything, you will see repeatability. Your standard error for cheeseburger to cheeseburger that sucks <laughs> oh, um, yeah. will go, we'll go way down. I, I
1: think, you know what, I think it's going to be, the food itself, it's going to be cleaner. I think it's going to be better. I, I do think that like recipes and stuff, like people can get that wrong. Robots probably won't get that wrong. Yeah, every time I go to Jack in the Box, they they put
0: an ungodly amount of sauce on my sourdough, (laughs) and uh, I hate it. And you know what? I hate to say it, but I've had the thought, like, I wish this had been made by a
2: robot (laughs) instead. Now, but psychologically. Yeah. Well, and conversely, though, when robots make mistakes, they can be pretty big mistakes, too. That's true. So like, like when like the coffee get, machine like like, like, drops the cup wrong and then spills coffee all over you. Yeah, and then there's a whole lawsuit, and it's like, well, that wasn't us. That was the robot. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Should have refilled your cups. Yeah. You didn't just uh, sue the en-
0: engineer who made the robot. Nah, dude. Sue <laughs> the guy who loaded the cups That's always what it is. There's always a cup that's stuck sideways somehow, and it's like, uh, how
1: did you do that? But see, psychologically... Do you think will be impacted because we're interacting with robots and mm. not humans? And
0: that is one thing I saw in the report. All of the data shows that people very much prefer to interact with a human being. Like they're very disturbed by interacting with a robot, um, especially mm. in like restaurant settings and things like oh, that. Yeah. So, like the service industry is surprisingly not getting as automated as you might think. It kind of depends on context. Cause somewhere like Sonic. You're basically already interfacing with a robot, and so you go there knowing that you go yeah. there knowing that you got a big screen to hit yeah. buttons on. But something like fine dining, people are like very offput by like, hey, here's a tablet for you to. Yeah,
2: I don't think waiter for fine yourself. dining
1: is gonna change. Yeah, cause part of the, the experience is the
2: the nice human interaction. Like oh let's go to fine dining and the, all these waiters are all very respectful and all yeah. know, such and such. I think it's not going to
1: be until we have like uh, human-like robots. Mm. Maybe that would change.
2: Ooh, that would be. That's,
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about that. I kind of want to
0: design. I've been thinking about a robot bartender for some time. Ooh. Um, definitely very, very steampunk. Yeah, <laughs> very steampunk. much wow. <laughs> I think if you could make the robot into art,
1: people would be a lot more comfortable with it. Yeah, I think a bartender might even be harder. Because, uh, just because of the human interaction with the bartender. Like, my grandfather, he goes to a bar and, you know, he interacts with the bartender. And it's, he, like, knows him personally. He goes there, like, every week. Right. And so it's like... Oh, it's it's very personable. It's definitely not
0: economically feasible. I just want to see if the idea is possible. Like, how people would feel about that one... That one robot bartender. It it could be, like, a gimmick at, like, one bar. Like, they have human bartenders, but they just have this one robot, and it's like...
1: It's true. maybe, maybe, Maybe it would be the one, like, yeah. It could be, like, a restaurant in New York City or something, and it's, like, the main attraction for this part of town. Because that's another thing, that's another example of a job
0: you can't fully (laughs) automate out, because what if the robot stops working and you don't staff any human employees to like
2: notice that and address it? Yeah, you definitely need people to oversee things, because if something happens outside of the robot's programming, then they don't know what to do. Yeah, like if the robot starts killing people. Well, no, (laughs) not that. Probably (laughs) not that. (laughs)
0: Listen, we put comments <laughs> on that code. It'll we'll never come back
2: to bite us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, seen See movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're we're kind of at uh, we're at twenty nine minutes and forty three seconds. Wow, we've talked a lot about robots. We have so talked a lot about, about automation. automation. And we Lots only just now got to the apocalypse. <laughs> the apocalypse. So I think we did pretty good. The end
0: is nigh. Yeah. So, Stock yeah. up on chicken noodle soup and water.
2: So closing <laughs> closing comments. Man. Daniel, you want to go first? Sure. Um, I think that for things
1: like farming and things like that, people don't like for not non-service like jobs. Totally, could see automation being more important, and definitely in the near future taking over that those sectors. Mm. But I am worried about people's jobs, especially with this. Maybe increase in minimum wage. I don't know. I'm a little worried about it.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: Anyways, those are my thoughts. Dylan.
0: I think that automation might be a really great opportunity for the economy to grow. And it might really help um, high-skilled workers. Mm. mm.
1: Interesting.
2: Okay. Closing comments, Joey. I think uh, automation isn't. I don't know. I I imagine see it happening. Maybe if it does happen, like more transitionally, so we'll have time to adjust. Because I think the way we think of it now is we kind of think like, oh, automation is gonna show up tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Chick Fil A, but it's gonna be may I take your order instead of like may I take your order, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) i don't think it's not not gonna really happen like that so i think uh the only like we can, it's really cool to talk about and stuff all we have to do is uh, all we can do is just like sit back and see what the what the, what the future what the future is, is gonna bring is um, what the futurism <laughs> is gonna bring automatically okay definitely replacing both <laughs> of you with your <laughs> okay thank you guys so much for listening to we'll the last episode know. of Monday night? Live. No. No. So, no. The last fully human we'll see, episode We'll see you next week <laughs> yeah, with our right. fully human person. We'll, so we'll talk
1: with we'll talk with Dylan about it. Yeah. It seems like a new one. <laughs> we'll